Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time, and that whenever and wherever you happen to be when you're hearing this, that you are taking full advantage of the energies of the full moon, or at least basking in the glory of it somehow and enjoying it. And I hope to God you were in a place or position in which you were able to, at the bare minimum, look out the window tonight to see how absolutely huge and low on the horizon this moon was. For us here in Ecuador, it was huge. It was special. I've never seen a moon this big, except maybe on E.T., or in the movies. <laughs> this, it was huge. I, I took pictures, I put it up on my feed in my um, Elena Fox Starks um, Facebook. So Facebook Messenger, you could, you could check it out. But boy, this moon was, it was something else. It was kind of a old fashioned, almost like a vintage pale yellow color. And very low on the horizon and just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I charged up my Duende. She seemed pretty happy about it. Her eyes had kind of a sparkle in them. And her eyes looked whiter than normal. <laughs> and I'm just waiting, you know. She she likes to uh, wreak havoc after she's been charged up. So we'll see what she does coming up. But she knows I love her and I told her. But on the days that I forget to tell her, usually things get tied in knots. So <laughs> she lets me know that she's there. And she doesn't do as much havoc as she used to. Now she's getting, you know, used to us, basically. And as a result, she's much sweeter. And she looks happy as hell. She's smiling bigger, I think. <laughs> you could see a picture of my Duende at... Mermaid Girl 888. That's my Instagram, and she's she's beautiful. This uh, Duende, <laughs> she's she's definitely got a feisty spirit. Okay, um, according to FarmersAlmanac.com, the full moon tonight is called the Flower Moon or the Full Flower Moon, and it's because in most areas flowers are abundant everywhere at this time and obviously that would make it the flower moon other names at this time have been called the full corn planting moon because this is the time if you want to have a, a corn harvest by august this is the time to start planting corn it's also called the milk moon i don't know why that one is maybe 
cows produce more milk at this time or people feel like having more cereal <laughs> I I honestly don't know why but this is the flower moon or the full flower moon which is pretty cool usually it's based on Native American traditions if you look in the farmers almanac since it does come from the United States so I'm gonna go over some things uh, for you guys from astrologyking.com so basically he says um, this is a full moon in Scorpio number one and it's not really going to happen for another three or four hours. So if you hear this, you know, on Thursday instead of obviously not Wednesday, because I'm starting this very late. So you're not going to hear it till Thursday. And when you hear it, you're going to still be in the midst of the full moon. In fact, all day Thursday, early in the morning is, you know, about 645 New York time is when it occurs. So, um, anyway, I apologize again for getting this out extremely late. I let my son use my tablet, and when I got up in the afternoon, it was very low, and I kept telling him to plug it in, and he didn't, and I finally plugged it in and waited hours, and then found out he had unplugged it again. (laughs) So it's just been a push-me-pull-you game of who gets to use my tablet, (laughs) And, um, I just, it's like it had finally gotten up to where I needed it for the whole show or almost, I was almost there and he unplugged it again and went right back down to 50%. I need 79% minimum. I'm looking at about 69 right now. So we'll see how we, how we do, but, um, might have to make show a little bit shorter tonight because I know how much I need. It's just going to take another hour and I'm too tired. So (sighs) go figure a teenager without respect for his parents. (laughs) I'm sure in the whole history of teenagers everywhere, this is the very first time this ever happened. (laughs) Anyway, um, he's making bread. So that's pretty cool. I love that about, about my kid. He's very determined. He's literally spent seven days making sourdough starter. And learning everything he could. He says, I can't believe he's probably watched 30 or 40 videos this week on it. Maybe 50. And um, knows everything there is to know about sourdough bread though now. Which is pretty cool. So, anyway. There's that. Um, Let's see. Uh, Alright, okay. According to astrologyking.com The Scorpio full moon on Thursday, May 7th is the first positive moon phase for six weeks full moon may 2020 has a spiritual healing and compassionate influence because of mercury sextile neptune i'm glad mercury is finally having sex just kidding (laughs) maybe it won't go retrograde this year (laughs) not what it means (laughs) Uh, I needed some levity. I hope you guys did too. (laughs) All right. May 2020 full moon will make people generally more sympathetic. (sighs) Not teenagers, but maybe other people 
more sympathetic and understanding. It will make you more sensitive, but also better able to understand your conflicting emotions. Importantly, it will then help you envisage a brighter future once the loss and suffering from the coronavirus pandemic uh, begins to uh, subside. Why bring that up? I don't want to talk about that. All right. (laughs) Full moon meaning sun opposite moon brings your home, family, and intimate relationships into sharper focus for the following two weeks of this moon phase. Opposing forces such as work versus home or what you need versus what you want will create inner tensions and external pressures. This can lead to conflict and crises that drain your energy. The lunar qualities of emotions and instincts reach their peak at a full moon. So use your increased emotional strength and intuition to overcome any relationship challenges. Excuse me. Subconscious awareness allows for an impartial and balanced look at your personal relationships. You'll clearly see any relationship dynamics or negative feelings causing disharmony. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty here. Full moon, May 2020 astrology. (laughs) It's going to be at 17 degrees, 20, what was that, feet? Scorpio? (laughs) I don't know if that, I mean, if it's a typical measurement or not. I still don't know. I went through this last time. Anyway, but basically 17 degrees, 20, Scorpio, makes aspects to Mercury and Neptune. The strongest influence is Mercury sextile Neptune, which is exact in orb as shown in the chart here on astrologyking.com. So this is a positive full moon with a harmonious and spiritual influence. And there are no major fixed stars conjunct full moon, May 2020. Yeah, usually we have a bunch of conjunctions. And so it just looks like um, there's nothing in Virgo. That's, that's okay. So, all right, if you want to look at the chart, it's right here. So basically the full moon aspects are this. The full moon opposite Mercury makes understanding and communication of your feelings a major theme of this moon phase. Inner conflict between your thoughts and your feelings may occur, resulting in confusion, polarized thinking, or anxiety. Tribalism, nationalism, and other prejudices are possible. Misunderstandings and arguments are possible, but the harmonious aspect to Neptune reduces these risks. This is a good full moon for spending quiet time in reflection or talking to a close friend about your inner feelings, which you sense are holding you back. Full moon trine Neptune will heighten your emotions imagination and creativity increased intuition and psychic awareness help you to understand your feelings this reduces anxiety and makes misunderstandings less likely and if disagreements do occur this harmonious compassionate spiritual influence encourages compromise cooperation and forgiveness 
You may dream up or fantasize about an ideal partner, but are just as likely to meet someone special now. Relationships formed during this moon phase would have a soulmate feel to them. Friends may come to you for comforting or a shoulder to cry on. Your caring, sympathetic side is enhanced, so this is a good full moon to be of service to your loved ones and also to the wider community. Not the thin people. I'm just kidding. Wider community. Never mind. Mercury sextile Neptune, like we've mentioned 500 times already, is, <laughs> is virtually exact zero degrees, 0 0.42, I guess the inches it looks like, <laughs> occurring only three minutes before full moon, May 2020. So this positive aspect far outweighs the challenging influence of the full moon opposite Mercury. People should generally be sympathetic and understanding with an idealistic view of how the world should be. You will still be extremely sensitive to all vibrational energy from other people and the environment, but you can trust your gut feelings. This aspect gives accurate intuition and perceptive skills and very often psychic abilities. You may receive spiritual information through dreams, meditation, your spirit guide, or through chance encounters. Your intuitive abilities will be an asset in all of your communications. Relationships will benefit from the spiritual and compassionate influence. Your words become soothing and can actually be healing to others. Your hands can also be healing, so this is a great full moon for romantic messages. This is a good full moon for creative pursuits like literature, poetry, drama, singing, art, design, and fashion. It is also good for relaxation, movies, yoga, astrology, tarot, lucid dreaming, and meditation. Funny, it doesn't say it's good for shopping online and adding $500 worth of stuff to your basket when you know full well you don't have the money and you're not going to spend it or even make an order at all. <laughs> Pretty much I spent like a couple hours today while listening to uh, various things. <laughs> anyway, never mind. Let's move on. Full, <laughs> full moon May 2020 summary. The May 7th full moon in Scorpio has a spiritual healing compassion influence because Mercury sextile Neptune. This is the first positive moon phase for six weeks. In that time, there's been so much illness, fear, grief because of the coronavirus pandemic. So that's true. Like the last six weeks have been a freaking nightmare, right? It's been hellish. Absolutely. Just blah. <laughs> a full moon has a relationship with the previous new moon. So the April 22nd new moon conjunct Uranus and square Saturn brought unpleasant changes and they were restrictive and depressing. Yeah, no shite Sherlock. <laughs> Full moon May 2020 allows you to heal and then dream and imagine a brighter future. The May 7th full moon lasts for two weeks up to the May 22nd new moon. If 
the full moon directly impacts your horoscope, of course, you could go check it out on astrologyking.com because he does have the monthly horoscopes for everybody. So the next moon phase won't be until May 22nd. So we had April 22nd, now May 22nd. So um, New York time, 6.45 a.m. May 7th is when the full moon officially occurs. So, I mean, technically when I saw it tonight, it wasn't officially full yet. <gasps> Ooh, I got a charge of Duende tomorrow. She was still happy with what little she got. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see here. So there you have it. Um, let's see if we could go back to... Now i got to find the right page again to uh, Space Weather. Oh, dagnabbit. Now I can't find it at all. I will tell you guys before I get into the space weather news. I did have really, really intense dreams. And a couple nights ago, in fact, this has happened about three or four times. I have, I keep having this recurring dream. (laughs) And I know what you guys are going to think in advance because it's the first thing I thought too. I keep having this recurring dream that this incredibly uh, beautiful woman is my girlfriend and I'm about to make her my wife. Okay. So I keep having this and I keep waking up going, but I'm not a lesbian. (laughs) And usually when you have a dream like this, it's like, uh, maybe you are, maybe your mind is telling you something. Um, have you checked your own sexuality lately? I I know what you guys think because it's what everyone thinks. It's what I was thinking, but you know, Hey, maybe I am, maybe I, you know, I know I'm bi, I've been in the community my whole, uh, life aware of it at a pretty young age. Um, you know, back when I was flirting with a pretty blonde girl named Candy <laughs> in kindergarten and her parents told her never to talk to me again because I told her I loved her and I kissed her on the cheek. <sighs> yeah. wonder where Candy is right now with it name like candy. I'm sure she's a bank manager somewhere. Okay. So (laughs) I mean, hell, maybe she's the president of a bank. All right. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so there's that, but I, I keep having this dream and I'm, I'm with this woman and I just absolutely love her. She's incredibly beautiful and she's charming and sweet. And what occurred to me today I didn't have the dream today, but it occurred to me today that, oh my God, I've been traveling to a parallel universe in which my twin flame is a woman and I'm a woman. So there's at least one multidimensional life I'm living in which my twin flame and I are A, lesbians, and B, we're already together, which was the bigger takeaway for me was the fact that we're already together. You know, I think there's as above, so below, as within, so without. Why not as over there, over here? (laughs) I mean, I know I just feel him. His divine masculine energy is powerful. He's a powerful man. I feel it. He's got a strong energy. And we've been telepathing for days and days. And today I woke up. 
I, I went, I got up really early. I only slept about four hours, got up, had a lot of energy and within two hours, which seemed to pass by like 10 damn minutes. I'm like, that's, I'm going back to bed. And I laid back down. It was like, it was like I debated with myself for 20 minutes. Do I make the bed and get up? Do I keep the bed unmade and get back in it? (laughs) I mean, usually once I'm up, I'm up, I make the bed and you know, I can always unmake it later. You know, I justify it. I'll make it now. And usually I never unmake it. And I just stay up even if I'm miserable and tired and I might take a nap in the afternoon sometimes. But today I just, I don't know what happened at the time. And then I went back to bed and I dreamt and I dreamt and I dreamt and I dreamt of my twin flame. And it was incredible. I had a dream of us in this universe, in this parallel, you know, this dimension or whatever, this timeline, that's the word I was looking for. And, but it was like a couple months from now, like three months from now. And we're just absolutely in love and we're together and we're having the time of our lives and everything is incredibly good. And we were like, oh, no wonder it didn't work out with anybody else ever during this entire freaking 50 plus years. Like, man, but we know it's going to work out with us. We just feel intense and perfect and really get along so well that you know we're we keep thinking we're gonna have a fight and we just don't so we're so tuned into one another we don't really need to blame or cajole or confuse or on purpose or you know whatever does people do they fight or right before they fight you know confuse the other one on purpose knock them off balance so you could really you know go for the jugular I mean I know how fighting goes sometimes <laughs> but, and I'm mercurial I mean I'm ruled by mercury but I have a feeling my, my guy is too that his ruling planets you know <laughs> but you know like I just like list a bunch of facts and be like A this B this C this and <laughs> because I have that ability I, I was actually telling my son about this boss that I used to have in Chico in 2012, I believe, it might have been 2011. Actually, it was. Um, actually, no, it wasn't. It was 2010 before my husband died. Because he asked me what I was doing or what I was, where I was working, and my, I actually worked in a law office for as a criminal defense attorney, and my job was to get him, basically, criminals <laughs> that had broken the law and needed a decent lawyer. And this guy was, I mean, seven foot two. If he was, if he was an inch tall, he was seven foot. He was huge, this enormous guy, and he wore cowboy boots that looked like he just got off the ranch. I mean, it was everything just shy of the spurs. And he wore a black custom-made duster. I mean, this guy was tall and wide. You know, you've heard that old saying from Texas, a tall drink of water. Well, this guy was, you know, a a couple pitchers of water tall. He was huge, huge person. And, and, And just built, like, you know, really nice. Like, he wasn't, you know, he was in good shape, okay? He had a big bushy beard. <laughs> and uh, kind of wild, longish, curly hair. 
and he wore this long black duster, like a cowboy coat. I mean, it's like you, you just swear to God, like he's going to shake the coat out and dirt will fly everywhere. It just, it didn't look dirty, but it just felt like he just got off the prairie and he's going to have to shake off his boots and his coat. He had that energy about him, like an old wild west cowboy. And he almost felt like he was a reincarnation of Doc Holliday. And, um, and he wore this black cowboy hat. And he wore this stuff to court. And you're supposed to wear a tie to court. So he'd wear like a bolo tie. <laughs> Which isn't really a tie at all. It's just like a piece of leather, right? <laughs> and I and I was thinking about how, you know, sometimes when I argue, you know, people, I just, I get really sharp really fast. And I start listing the facts and the details. And I list so much that I could win because I'm just overwhelming the other person. <laughs> and he and I got into a fight one day and he was like, I know what I'm doing. And that's why I've been on the internet for 20 years. And I'm like, excuse me, but the internet was invented less than 20 years ago. And so that's the first thing where you got wrong. And number two, why did you hire me? If you know what you're doing, you don't know anything about the internet. <laughs> Because he didn't. He really didn't. Because he admitted that to me on the first day. And he started doing this whole arguing thing with me. And I totally threw him off balance because he's used to gain his way because he's tall, dark, and scary. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, the guy was so tall. He had to hunch over in the Victorian house where we were working lest he hit his head on the ceiling. He was that tall. And it was like... <laughs> But he gave me the most beautiful office in the back of the house. And it was like <sighs> gorgeous office. I loved working there and I loved working with him. But I remember this, this argument was insane. And, and I listed the facts and I did it quickly and, and efficiently. And he just, instead of being angry at me, cause he did get really angry at me. And all of a sudden he went, Oh my God. I'm like, what? And he said, you would make one hell of a good lawyer. I'm going to pay for your law school. I'm like, what? It's like, I'm serious. Consider it. Become a lawyer. Work with me here in the office. <laughs> you know, and, and, and uh, you'll be a lawyer and I'll pay for everything. You just owe me three years of your time. I mean, you, you work, you, and after that, you can continue work with me and, and we'll start by talking about a junior partnership or, you know, you can go elsewhere and practice a different form of law if you want. But I could use a really good criminal defense attorney here in the office. There's plenty of criminals. To, you know, I'm like, well, um, no. <laughs> I'm your public relations person, man. I'm your, I'm your internet person. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I just been going. I was in the middle of going through this massive divorce. I mean, 17 court dates in 18 months was not any sort of picnic for me. I hated being in that courtroom and there's no way in freaking hell. I mean, A, I hate to be in the courtroom. B, no way I wanted to defend criminals. It scared me. You know, there was a guy who had, um, I think he murdered his wife, you know, and he came in and, and he was facing some pretty gnarly things and they weren't, they hadn't quite arrested him yet, but he was sure that any day it was coming, you know, and, and, you know, it's like, I don't want to deal with murderers constantly every day. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like sketchy. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do that. You know, I wouldn't even do it if his divorce is just too stressful. Like, you know, if it was like, I was going to, 
defend the little guy against giant corporations. I would do that. I would be an entertainment attorney. I would do, you know, patent attorney would be fun, you know, see what people are inventing. That'd be kind of cool. But I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to it. But I remember that argument and I just, it's like I've been thinking about how everyone has a different argument style <laughs> today. And that and my argument style is to just list off all the freaking facts. Like rapid fire. A, this, B, that, C, that, and D, that on top of it. <laughs> you know, and like my, my, my husband of 13 years was like, always so mad when we'd fight. We hardly ever fought. I mean, maybe, I mean, if we're not going to count the divorce years before that, I think we had maybe four or five arguments in 13 years. That was it. Never fought. But when we did, I'd overwhelm him and he'd just be like, uh, 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 uh. And he would just, it would, uh, do you remember that scene in Austin Powers? with the with the robots the the sex robots the the female what were they called the fembots that's it (laughs) the guns came out of their jubblies (laughs) and it made austin power like you know he was like the one overwhelmed and then he started doing his weird little dance and they got all confused and and they their steam started coming out of their ears and they were like "Uh, uh, uh, uh," you know at first, they're like, you can't resist us, Mr. Powers. And then all of a sudden, um, they couldn't resist him. And, you know, and then they just couldn't talk. And then they kind of, their heads kind of exploded. Well, that's how I felt like I was, I was always, that's my argument style. I, I, you know, people become like the fembots at the end of that scene. <laughs> Minus the jubbly issue. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I was thinking about that today and how funny it is. Like everyone's totally different, you know, with everything. But that was my, and it was just a weird memory I had today about my old boss. And he was a pretty cool guy though. I mean, overall he was pretty, he's like, God, he's like, you're so smart. He's like, I, can I just, I need to like keep you around in like a whole bunch of different capacities because I, I just really like you and you're so, so smart. I need someone sharp like you in my office, like all the time. Right. And he was, he was going to start a newspaper and have me write for it. And he wanted me to be one of the founders of the newspaper. And I, and it was just like, it was all these awesome things, but I was like, dude, I just, the minute my, you know, everything finalized, I was, I don't know, I was going to go look for something a little bit more permanent. I had with him, it was a temporary job until he could get more business. And then all of a sudden he ran out of money. He's like, Oh man. He's like, I'll call you up in a couple months. I'm like, yeah, all right. Maybe I'll have something by then. And I did. I became a mystery shopper and it was super fun, you know, making $500 a week for like extremely part time. It was awesome. I had a lot more time on my hands to hang with my kids and focus on my stupid divorce. But, um, oh man. But yeah, I've been thinking about all this weird stuff from the past, but in a, in a more of it, it's in, even with my mom, the stuff a few days ago with my mom that I was mentioning, a lot of this stuff is just the way that it's coming up. It's like, I'm more curious about it. And I wonder if you guys aren't also more curious about it. Like, do you have super painful memories that used to really, really like 
defeat you for a few minutes, if not a few days, and it took you a while to get back into balance and equilibrium, especially if you're an empath. And now you could think about it and you're just kind of detached with kind of a form of curiosity where you're like, huh, oh, now I'm seeing the pattern. Interesting. All right. I feel like Spock, you know, touching my bare chin, pretending there's a beard there going, hmm, interesting. <laughs> like for real, this is how I feel like I'm, you know, just like, huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I remember that. That's cool. But anyway, so anyway, I don't know where I was going with this, but that was a weird memory that came up. And anyway, so I've been having these amazing talks with my twin flame and I'm hoping to God he's consciously aware of the talks or maybe I'm just talking to his spirit and he doesn't know, but I think he is aware. I feel it. I feel it. Anyway, today, um, I, I had gotten up for a while, went back to bed for a while. I think I was up again for 30 minutes and I went back to sleep and I just had all these dreams, you know, and I didn't have the parallel universe dream this time, but I had the future dream where we're together. And then I had, um, and then I had another parallel dream, but where he and I were, um, it was very strange. It was a weird one. Like he had been, he, he's a movie star and he pissed somebody off and the person sued him and the person was a billionaire who is, um, has a chain of department stores in malls. And as a way to punish him, he, he forced him to make mall appearances, <laughs> which is excruciating. You know, it was just excruciating. And he had hired me as his assistant and we fell in love over the course of all these inane mall visits. <laughs> And, um, in my, in this parallel universe, he's prone to seizures and he asked me to keep that under wraps. And I don't think in this life he's that way, but in, in this parallel universe, he said, I can't tell my manager or anybody. So I just need you to, um, cover for me if you're and he trusted me. And I said, yes, I will. I will do anything for you. Right. And, um, so he was like, supposed to dress like a clown (laughs) and juggle these balls, these plastic balls and stack these insane little boxes as part of his act, right? (laughs) As his punishment. Like, I don't think that any actor in his right mind, would be like, dude, here's your $10 million. Screw off. You know, I'm not going to do your little mall appearances. Right. But in this other parallel world, I guess the punishment you know, for doing something like you don't pay money, you have to do something that's going to be humiliating, I guess. And so he had like 20 mall appearances and it like literally took him a year to get back into movies again. And he was just like, you know, and he had to pay for everything. And, um, like, I guess the guy said he'd pay for like our hotels and meals, but we had to pay for our transportation to every freaking mall. And so he, he and I would like go in a limo that I guess the guy paid for, you know, back to our hotel. But, um, and he's like telling me all these secrets. Like, look, I have this thing in my brain and I I get seizures. It's like a tumor. It's inoperable. It was like really scary. I was like, Oh my God. And I was like crying, you know? So I kind of woke up a little bit crying and, but he had been stacking the boxes and juggling and he fell and I heard this thud 
like he hit his back hard and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. And I was just, I was like crying. And that's when he realized I, I loved him and I didn't tell him and he saw it in my eyes. And then we had all this mushy, lovey, dovey, amazing stuff. And it was like, oh, so I woke up crying over something that happened in a parallel universe. It was kind of a crazy dream. And, um, I was up for about 10 minutes and then all of a sudden I had this awareness of this overwhelming awareness and I felt his presence with me, not the parallel universe, him, but him, him on this line, on this timeline. And I felt this energy and I just heard him say, I'm sending all my love to you or sending you all my love. And I was just like, oh my God, and I got overwhelmed and had tears in my eyes for a totally different reason because it's how I feel about him as well. And so I just kind of feel, I keep thinking, and I know that other people have been having the same sort of, um, you're having the same sort of, uh, energy, you know, feeling and, and like that they're, they're so close that you, you can almost reach out and touch them, but they're not really there, but they feel there. And I read an amazing um, thing on Instagram today. I was on Instagram for a whopping like maybe six minutes, right? But (laughs) this woman was saying that um, she and her friend went out on a hike. And they already knew who their twin flames were. They had already been in a relationship. And then the twins had already run, done the twin flame runner thing. (laughs) Because when you get together too soon and then it doesn't work out you know, for a while and it eventually will, but you know, it's just now it's really frustrating because you know the person and you're waiting for them to come back. And, um, I don't think it's going to happen to me and my twin like that. I think that we, we've just, we're going to wait till we're fully mature enough to handle each other and then we'll be together and it'll be soon. I feel like really soon, but this story was incredible. And I want to tell you, so, um, they went out hiking and they decided to get rocks that would represent their twin and she got a black rock because her twin was always saying that he had a black heart and that they can't be together until he fixes his black heart and you know, he's too dark for her and she's too light so he has to go off and do his thing and his name um was um uh, i don't know what i guess his name was john i think that's what she said Anyway, um, I think that's what, I think that's what, no, but her name, no, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm not even going to say the names cause I don't even remember this part, but anyway, so she had the black, the black rock and there was like a split down the middle of the rock, you know, just where it's like a little bit of a ridge and she thought it was unique. So she kept it. She felt like this felt like, you know, this feels like my twin. And the guy that she was hiking with found a white rock that had gold flakes in it. And he said, you know, it reminds me of her sunshiny heart, Megan's sunshiny heart. So they decided because they didn't live near each other and, you know, it's rare that they saw each other. And so they decided to keep a hold of each other's twin flame rock so that they're not influencing it, but they want to see if anything happens to it. So a month went by and all of a sudden in the black rock that she had picked, he took a picture of it and sent it to her. And half of the rock is now gray 
while the other half is black because her twin is halfway done healing and his initial was carved in that rock or no her initial was carved in that rock out of nowhere her her name begins with an s so there's an s in it and and she was like what the hell this is so insane because it's like i'm in his heart this represents his art so you know and that blew her away well she had taken a picture of the rock that she was holding for her friend the white rock they had just i guess it, it was a little bit yellowish but then after a month that's when the gold flakes appeared because it's like this megan chick had gotten even more brighter and more wonderful and so inside that rock was a j that stood for um the guy who is, you know, the divine masculine in that union. So I thought that was such a strange story, like how the rocks that they've got to represent, it's like a magical thing. The universe is showing us through magic, you know, and so I thought that's strange because remember you guys for like all last year, I was seeing every time I'd ask about my twin flame, I'd look up in the clouds and there'd be a J and there would be sometimes a J and a D. And I know my near twin is Jude Dikoff. That's his initials. So I'm like, that's really strange. But I know that Jude's not my twin. He's my near twin. But we are, um, it was like instant, like, oh yeah, I totally know and love you. That's it. You know, we're already friends immediately, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like when you're, when you're like five years old and you meet somebody and you go, hi, what's your name? Do you want to be friends? Okay, and now you're friends. You know, life used to be so damn simple when you're young kindergarten. <laughs> now, if you go up and say that to someone, they want to have you sectioned, right? It's time to get you committed. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with you? You don't even know if we have anything in common and you might be a serial killer and there's no way in hell I can be friends with you. You're just, you're weird. Why would you ask me that? We've known each other five seconds, you know? <laughs> it's like, we're so much more suspicious as adults. <laughs> You know, it's like we've lost our innocence and our sense of wonder and childlike joy. But, um, so anyway, uh, but I was thinking about that. I mean, that story reminded me that I was seeing JD in the sky everywhere for a while. And then I met Jude Dukoff and then, um, I realized he wasn't my twin, but yet my near twin. So I kept asking and then I kept getting the JD and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then I went, um, I had a dream that God showed me I needed to go downtown and look for a traveling jewelry maker who's selling his jewelry on the street. And that whenever I go down there, he'll be there and it will be, you know, exactly perfect timing. So I went down there and I saw this guy who just, the minute I saw him, I literally, I ran up to him and I hugged him like I've known him my whole life. I recognized, my soul recognized him. I just felt like all kinds of glee, glee and giddiness inside my heart. Like I was showering myself with glittering gold energy. The minute I saw him, I was like, oh, I love him so much. He's like such a good friend. And he felt the same way about me. It was like instant bond. Like just our eyes locked. It was like, oh yeah, I know you. Awesome. And we just gave each other the longest hug. And then we realized who the hell are you? We don't know you. I don't know you. <laughs> and I asked him where he's from. I thought he's from here and he's actually from Columbia and he's from a city in Columbia. I didn't even go to. So I, I really don't know him. 
<laughs> but I knew him from my dream. He was the guy I had a dream about that God said, buy jewelry from this guy. So I ended up buying a Labradorite necklace and I wore it all the way home, just absolutely loving the energy of it. And when I got home, I turned it over and on the back of the, of the rock, uh, it says JD on it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd never heard of any stories where there was initials carved into a rock until today. And it happened not once but twice in the story. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. I'm glad this is happening, not just to me, not just to them, probably to a lot of you guys. And if you didn't pay attention, just if you ever picked up a rock and thought of your twin that you haven't met yet, start looking at that rock every day because, man, it might change. You might hop a timeline and now that rock's got your your love's uh, initials on it. I just wanted to tell you the story because it's so strange and so incredible. And I don't know. I found it inspirational, if not a little bit confusing, the way that probably the way I told it was confusing. I tried to make it less confusing than the way that the person wrote it. But you know, suffice to say, you know, they both picked up a rock, they exchanged the rocks and agreed a month later to take pictures of the rocks to send to each other to see if there's been any change in the twin flame front. And for them, they both had similar things. The rocks had changed and the name, the first name uh, initial was carved in the rock of their loved one. Or no, it was their own initials because the loved ones were thinking of them. That's how it went. My initials are not in this, in my laboratory, his initials, but, but they knew what they were doing and they knew what they meant and what was going on. And that was their own symbol. And because they're friends, they probably have similar ideas and beliefs about how this would go down. It's the opposite of what I would have thought for me. So it's a little bit confusing, but the story was inspirational and incredible. Absolutely incredible. Made me really happy for them. I keep thinking there's something else. I saw something really strange in the sky today. Now I can't quite remember what it was. It was a symbol. It was like a star. I did see a a five-pointed star in a circle today, which is a symbol for your third eye, as well as Wicca. It's a pentacle. Ooh, money. Money. But it was just like a wispy cloud, and it was like gone after a few seconds. I think I saw something, but that was for, and I asked God and God said, no, it's not for you. It was like another witch on the other side of this mountain that I'm looking at. And they, they are always asking and looking for signs in the clouds. And I think that's why I see so many like strange, like trolls and demons over that part of the sky. I don't know what they're doing, but their magic is different than mine. And (laughs) it's like, it's like great there's another devil in the sky now (laughs) so I'm just gonna draw the curtains for a minute and just see what happens in an hour all right so let's get to it um the spaceweather.com website they're saying that solar wind speed is 311.4 kilometers per second and no sunspots we are on day four without a sunspot and right now, uh, the Eta Aquarid meteor update for today is that 
you're not really going to see much anymore. The show is over. If you're a casual sky watcher, there's no way you're going to see anything with the naked eye anymore. It's, it's over for the year. We'll, we'll be back to it next year. If you really wanted to see it and you missed it, you forgot, just go on YouTube. I'm sure somebody recorded it. You just, you know, make sure you put the right date in the right year and, and you'll probably find it. But um, they say that the uh, maximum rates of the meteors were about 45 per hour is what they were able to glean. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I was thinking about the lovely and luxurious Comet Swan today. And sure enough, she's shown up in the news. It says, what just happened to Comet Swan? This week, an unexpected outburst from Comet Swan amazed observers in the Southern Hemisphere who could actually see the comet brighten with their unaided eyes. That means no glasses, no marijuana. No, wait, that's not what aids your eyes. I don't know. Unaided eye, no visine. I don't know. Oh, telescope. That would probably be what it means (laughs) what happened it might have fragmented exposing bright clouds of dusty gas to the sun certainly the comet's tail looks like debris from an explosion and this is a really beautiful if you want to go see this little clip this footage of comet swan um gerald reeman of um Namibia was able to cap- capture this and it's a black and white image but it's incredible this is on spaceweather.com and it's like a live I mean it was taken live like a little video anyway they say but Carl Batoms of the Naval Research Lab in Washington DC he doesn't think the comet swan is breaking up outbursts do not necessarily imply fragmentation and ground-based images are not yet showing evidence of a breakup This could be a particularly feisty and volatile comet. So, um, Comet Swan was discovered on April 11th when Australian amateur astronomer Michael Matiazzo noticed a curious bloom in images from Soho's Swan camera. And the Swan surveys the solar system for hydrogen gas and caught the comet making a sudden hydrogen dump. Stuff's supposed to be private. <laughs> that might have been Comet Swan's first outburst. And a second outburst, starting in late April, turned Swan into a naked eye object. Again, that sounds too personal to be on the news. Fresh comets often behave this way, they say, cracking, fracturing, and exposing veins of volatile material as they approach the sun for the first time. Volatile material sounds like my mother. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. (laughs) Comet Swan is just such an object. It has a hyperbolic orbit, which suggests it has never been here before. Kind of like Vuja Day. Sunlight is touching its surface for the first time with unpredictable results. What's unpredictable? It's ice. It's going to melt. Like, really? Unpredictable. Okay. (laughs) More outbursts could be in the offing, they say. 
And so the dates of special interest might be May 12th and also they're thinking uh, May 27th because on the 12th the comet will pass by Earth at 0.56 astronomical units and one AU was between here and the sun that makes one astronomical unit and May 27th when the comet slingshots past the sun not far from the orbit of Mercury which is 0.43 astronomical units away so observers in the southern hemisphere will have a front row seat for whatever happens and they're expecting that possibly there might be another outburst or several in the coming weeks as it closes in on the sun later in the month so they say stay tuned because they're going to always have more information on this uh we still haven't had anything else coming from the sun remember yesterday we talked about the corona hole flowing out solar winds that will be here on the 9th of may that's still happening nothing new there were 15 fireballs reported by nasa's all sky fireball network and their all-sky cameras that was reported over the United States. 15 fireballs, seven were sporadic, and eight were aquarids, and that was just from today. And let's see where we're at with the ULU neutron counts. We went back up. We have had a 0.7% change since yesterday, so that brings us to a back to a level of very high at 10.4% of the neutron space age average. And in layman's terms, we're just gonna get a buttload of energy coming from the cosmos. Hold on to your hats, maybe make them out of tin foil because we're about to get bombarded with a bunch of cosmic radiation. But it will be changing our DNA, so it's not all bad. And Unless we grow an extra limb or uh, our third eye starts appearing on the outside of our body, we're probably going to be okay. Schumann Resonance News today from DisclosureNews.it. Yeah, 30 is a big number, so big whoop. Unfortunately, HeartMath.org is, well, they still haven't been able to move to their new server. I'm waiting and waiting patiently, but I mean, it's been over a week. Um, okay, I'm a little bit impatient, but when it comes back, we're going to have a field day with that one, hopefully, hopefully by Friday, but we'll see. All right. In A Course in Miracles, we are on lesson 290, and we read this because it will help raise our vibrations and help us think, as well as to help us unravel some of the more erroneous and destructive ideas from religion if you were grown up in a religious and specifically christian based household this will help unravel some things and actually ironically will strengthen your faith in christ while unraveling the stuff you didn't believe in before so um i'm muslim but i love these i love these lessons so all right acim.org is the website for the foundation for inner peace and here is the lesson Again, it's 290. My present happiness is all I see. My present happiness is all I see. Unless I look upon what is not there, my present happiness is all I see. Eyes that begin to open see at last. 
and I would have Christ's vision come to me this very day. What I perceive without God's own correction for the sight I made is frightening and painful to behold. Yet I would not allow my mind to be deceived by the belief the dream I made is real an instant longer. This, the day I seek my present happiness and look on nothing else except the thing I seek. With this resolve, I come to you and ask your strength to hold me up today. But while I but seek to do your will, you cannot fail to hear me, Father. What I have, what I ask have you already given me. And I'm sure that I will see my happiness today. My present happiness is all I see. Again, that's lesson 290. You could download a free app or get the books used even at your local bookstore if you want to read it. I like the free apps or just ACIM.org. That that does uh, that works as well. Alright, I'm gonna take a quick break, guys, and when I come back, we're gonna talk about a controversial subject called tachyons. What are they? Do they exist? Are they BS? And if so, why are so many people selling jewelry that has been very successful in improving people's health? Well, we're gonna just delve into it a little bit and see what we can see tonight right after this message. Alright guys, so we're going to attempt to delve into the idea of tachyons tonight. The first time I heard about this was long, long time ago. Man, I was probably in my 20s, maybe even 19, possibly. It's the first time I heard of it. And honestly, I was super intrigued. There was someone selling jewelry, I think in Omni magazine. I don't even know if this is a magazine anymore, but I remember it being one of my favorites. And it was a scientific magazine, and I was always... I mean, I couldn't wait, man. That thing would come and I just, I'm going to be in the bedroom for the next three days, you know, doing nothing but read my magazine. And I also read Cosmo. You know, you have to have balance. (laughs) Cosmopolitan and Omni. (laughs) And also, I think I had, at the time I was reading, um, oh, goodness, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, it was a political magazine about in the environment. I mean, I actually had a wide variety of things I read later. when I had kids, I was reading mother earth news, which is my favorite. Like I, I still want to buy, I still want to make a clay pizza oven. It's just one of my goals have land and build my own oven. My son actually built one in Guatemala. So he's already had the experience. I watched him. But um, it was like too many hands doing it, so I, I just stayed out of it and watched from afar. It was pretty cool. Anyway, but yeah, when my first time I heard about tachyons, I thought, huh, maybe they're just trying to sell the pretty jewelry. They said it was tachyon jewelry. It was going to save you from EMFs or something. And I thought, 
I don't know. I've never heard of a tachyon, and maybe they made up a word so that we'd be afraid and buy the thing, you know? And I wasn't really sure. I thought maybe it might be BS. I'm not really 100% on this. So we're going to read about it tonight because it's something I've been interested in knowing about for a while. So here we go. Wikipedia.org is where we turn first. Tachyon. And they say this article is about a hypothetical faster than light particle particles for quantum fields with imaginary mass look up tachyonic field or look up tachyon disambiguation which was pretty ambiguous so we're going to ignore that <laughs> a tachyon spelled t-a-c-h-y-o-n or tachyonic particle is a hypothetical particle that always travels faster than light. Most physicists believe that faster-than-light particles cannot exist because they're not consistent with the known law of physics, known laws of physics. If such particles did exist, they could be used to build a tachyonic anti-telephone and send signals faster than light which, according to special relativity, would lead to violations of causality. No experimental evidence for the existence of such particles has been found. So, why would the telephone be the first thing they think of? I mean, Star Trek fans, we all know, faster than light, FTL, you make an FTL drive and you're booking it through the universe baby <laughs> there's no there's no highway patrol men in outer space you go as fast as you freaking want to with your FTL drive right so I don't know <laughs> why telephone I mean literally you're going to call yourself in the future hey pick up milk I mean <laughs> why why is that the thing that they thought of anyway Let's move right along. Uh, ECG Sudarshan, VK Deshpande, and Bainjanath Misra. <sighs> Say that five times fast. Were the first to propose the existence of particles faster than light and named them meta particles, meta particles. After that, the possibility of particles moving faster than light also was proposed by Robert Ehrlich. Ew. And Arnold Sommerfeld, independently of each other. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I love when that happens. When two or three or more people on the planet get the same idea at the same time and they don't know about the other people with that idea. That always feels like divine providence to me. It's like, well, it's time to release the ideas right now. Let's see who grabs them up in that imaginary field of the subconscious mind, right? The collective unconscious. Carl Jung, you know, comes to mind when I read this. All right, so... In the, in the 1967 paper that coined the term, Gerald Feinberg proposed that tachyonic particles could be quanta, of a quantum field with imaginary mass. 
However, so many jokes, so little time. However, it was soon realized that excitations of such imaginary mass fields do not under any circumstances propagate faster than light. And instead, the imaginary mass gives rise to an instability known as tachyon condensation. So I wish my thighs had imaginary mass and then the tachyon condensation, I just call out sweat. Okay, never mind. Okay. Nevertheless, in modern physics, the term tachyon often refers to imaginary mass fields rather than to faster than light particles. Such fields have come to play a significant role in modern physics. The term comes from the Greek tachy, meaning rapid. Really tacky. I thought that meant bad looking furniture. <laughs> Tacky, spelled T-A-C-H-Y, or with those four Greek letters, I don't remember what they're called right now. The complementary particle types are called luxons. <laughs> Ooh la la. Which always moves at the speed of light. And bradions, which always moves slower than light. I think they're making fun of somebody there. Brady. Like the Brady Bunch, Bradyons. That's weird. Both of these particle types are known to exist. So, tachyons. So, the complementary particle to tachyons would be luxons and bradyons. So, some move the speed of light and some move less than that. Speed of light, let me think. It is 186 thousand I think it's kilometers per second or is it miles either way it's pretty damn fast all right um and let's see I'm gonna just read a couple bits and snippets from Wikipedia because it's not it's too long to read the whole thing in special relativity a faster than light particle would have space like space like for momentum f-o-u-r like the number four in contrast to ordinary particles that have time like for mon- momentum what i'm sorry i even read that sentence <laughs> uh, although in some theories the mass of tachyons is regarded as imaginary in some modern formulations the mass is considered real the formulas for the momentum and energy being re- redefined to this end. Moreover, since tachyons are constrained to the space-like portion of the energy-momentum graph, they cannot slow down to subluminal speeds. Um, that's uh, less than the speed of light. Lum- lumen means light. So it's not subluminal, it's subluminal. All right. Um... I mean, I think they exist. I think it's real. I wanted to read the part here, though, where it says neutrinos, because that's what... Well, I guess that we're being bombarded by neutrons. Neutrinos are supposed to be smaller than neutrons. It says, uh, in, in 1985, Kodos proposed that neutrinos can have a tachyonic nature. The possibility of standard model particles moving at superluminal, hot and faster than light, speeds can be modeled using Lorentz invariance violating terms 
for example in the standard model extension well you guys are better than me if you understood that sentence in this framework neutrinos experience Lorentz violating oscillations and they can travel faster than light at high energies of course his proposal was strongly criticized most good ideas usually are um i'm not going to read any more of the hard stuff <laughs> I, I might actually read it to myself later but this is getting a bit too deep into the quantum stuff now there's something here though The term tachyon was coined by Gerald Feinberg in a 1967 paper titled Possibility of Faster-Than-Light Particles. He had been inspired by the science fiction story Beep by James Blish. Feinberg studied the kinematics, maybe kinematics, K-I-N-E-M-A-T-I-C-S. He studied the kinematics of such particles according to special relativity. In his paper, he also introduced fields with imaginary mass, which are also now referred to as tachyons. In an attempt to understand the microphysical origin such particles might have. The first hypothesis regarding faster-than-light particles is sometimes attributed to German physicist Arnold Sommerfeld, 1904, and more recent discussions happened in 1962 and 1969. That's recent. That's recent to them. In September 2011, wow, nine years ago, much, or is that nine? Yeah, more. Yeah, it's more recent. (laughs) In September 2011, it was reported that a tau neutrino had traveled faster than the speed of light in a major release by CERN. However, later updates from CERN on the OPERA project indicate that the faster-than-light readings were due to a faulty element of the experiment's fiber-optic timing system. Likely story. In fiction, tachyons have appeared in many works of fiction, They have been used as a standby mechanism upon which many science fiction authors rely to establish faster-than-light communication with or without reference to causality issues. The word tachyon has been widely recognized to such an extent that it can impart a science fictional connotation even if the subject in question has no particular relation to superluminal travel. And they say this is a form of techno babble akin to positronic brain. I haven't heard that phrase in a long time and now I forgot what it means, but moving right along to the next thing that might actually be a little bit. All right. Might be a little bit less uh, confusing. Okay. According to tachyonenergyproducts.com, you can find that. Um, by spelling tachyon-energy-products.com. They have an explanation that might be a little bit more coherent. (laughs) What is tachyon? In the late 1980s, the life of David Wagner, 
a successful engineer. Dude, I grew up with a guy named David Wagner. He was cute. He had blonde curly hair. Drove me crazy. His blue eyes and that smile. I hope it's the same guy because he was also very intelligent. Okay, anyway. In the late 1980s, the life of David Wagner, a successful engineer, was brought to an abrupt halt when an accident ruptured three discs in his lower back, ending his career and his mobility, and cost him his financial assets and left him on permanent disability. After two years of excruciating pain and trying in vain every orthodox alternative modality he knew of, he finally asked the universe what he could do to heal himself. The answer came fairly quickly with a complete understanding of how to create a device that would capture tachyon energy, something he had been exploring previously as an energy source for motors, and focus and amplify it as a healing tool. These devices worked somewhat like an antenna, which capture a radio signal, but in this case, an antenna of tachyon. After 90% healing of his back over a three to four months period of time, David has consistently been led by events to offer these products for the healing of others. So, oh, by the way, they are obviously selling stuff on this website. Since that time, he's developed a whole series of external tachyonized devices, healing from the outside in, as well as internal tachyonized supplements and herbal remedies, healing from the inside out, by his company called Advanced Tachyon Technologies Incorporated, or ATTI, A-T-T-I. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, Let's see. Now, the next bigger question is, what is tachyon again? And they say again, uh, something new. <laughs> In 1966, cutting-edge quantum physicists started describing two phenomena, the zero-point energy field and tachyon energy. They are both omnipresent and travel faster than the speed of light. They have no frequency, no oscillations, no spin. They are probably not even really energy, but something that might be called pre-energy. Zero point is formless. Tachyon has form. Zero point is like the ocean. Tachyon is like a drop of ocean water. Tachyon interacts with the part of the universe that moves at less than the speed of light. It seems to be a catalyst or energy source for the evolution of self-organizing systems to greater and greater states of order. And then they go on to state, tachyon is the source of all frequency. Well, that sounds like a very bold statement, right? If it's true, what shall we do? Now, if it's true, that might be able to help us with a lot of other things, you know, energy-wise when we're meditating. So keep that in the back of your mind and see what interesting and good stuff comes out of it. Tachyon is the source of all frequency. 
So the article goes on, in our current world, vibrational medicine, i.e. healing using frequency, has been the cutting edge alternative approach to health and vitality. This is a true paradigm shift away from the Newtonian and Cartesian worldview focused on the world of matter, of things and nouns versus the world of energy processes and verbs. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Would you rather live your life as a series of nouns or a series of verbs? (laughs) Very strange late night thought. All right. The problem with frequency. This is interesting. One problem that can arise with frequency, however is that it is not intelligent. It only knows how to be itself, which is its own narrow range of the vast electromagnetic spectrum. Therefore, when a biological system is no longer deficient in a particular frequency, then that frequency becomes invasive, which creates then an undesirable impact because nothing or no one turns it off. This was a situation that was very apparent in classical homeopathy which I studied for several years. There were numerous cautionary tales of practitioners who were so intent on fixing a client that they overrode the feedback the client was giving them and actually began imprinting the client with a negative energy pattern. Wow. I think there's some psychotherapists that do that. If you guys have ever seen Afterlife, <laughs> Oh my God, the therapist is the toxic relationship to this town. It's horrible and also super awkward and hilarious. All right. um, (laughs) I have personally had a negative experience in another context. I, not me, Elena, but the guy who wrote the article, who wrote the article, an energetic healing training session of giving someone more healing energy than her system was ready for that day. I was enthusiastic and the instructor who was working with me was excited about the amount of energy being brought through by the two of us. But in hindsight, it seems clear that the client was not asking for that magnitude of energy in her first session. And that in fact, she received more than was optimal for her, which gave the healing crisis that seemed to occur. More is not necessarily better the other problem is the precision required for correctly diagnosing the frequency needed for a particular condition if it doesn't match it doesn't work again homeopathy is a great example becoming a skilled homeopath is a long arduous challenge and even hard work doesn't ensure that one will be particular particularly good at prescribing the best remedy I almost went down that road and I just, I didn't. I almost paid to be a homeop, go to a homeopathy course. And I, and I, I didn't go, but it has helped me. Outside in healing, as the source of all frequency, tachyon is not dependent upon practitioner sensitivity. As an outside in modality, the tachyonized devices feed the subtle organizing energy field of the body and all the sub-SOEFs of the cells and organs. 
by supplying the subtle organizing energy fields with a raw, full energetic spectrum to choose from. The SOEF simply convert tachyon into the needed frequency. When the deficiency is replenished and balanced, the conversion to frequency ceases and tachyon continues to pass through the subtle organizing energy fields with no impact. This is true for all external situations where tachyon is being directed at a life form, whether it is via self-treatment or working with a healing practitioner. So then he goes on to say the inside-out healing stuff, like spirulina, green algae, whatever, vitamin C. Looks like good stuff. I'm not going to promote the the products. But if you want to check it out, tachyon-energy-products.com. Excuse me. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, He says, uh, when we're taking tachyonized supplements, we are literally transforming our very body into an attractor of tachyon, charging our own SOEFs from the inside out. So, very interesting. Now he says, cool, huh? (laughs) Let me emphasize that even though there's been little practical applications of tachyon except for the ATTI products, tachyon is a fully accepted reality by contemporary physicists. Also, there's a wide variety on interesting studies that have demonstrated the tachyon products efficacy. One example is an independent test with mice show that the mice exposed to a CRT with an advanced tachyon product device lived even longer than the mice without any exposure. Those living in front of a CRT without any protection lived significantly. CRT is a cathode ray tube. I think that's basically like a computer screen or, you know, yeah, bigger, the bigger ones. So, there's a bunch of articles here if you want to look it up on tachyonenergyproducts.com. I had another website. Um, all right, waiting for this article about COVID 19 to go down. Hold on a minute. There we go, finally. So this is tachyonhealingcenter.com, center spelled C-E-N-T-R-E, like centre, you know, more like French. Alright, um, I don't know, I'm looking at this website and there's like pictures, they have interesting pictures, they've got a tachyon chamber it's like a pyramid over your head with a, um, looks like a six-sided snowflake. I, I can't explain it. But it doesn't look a whole lot different from the other stuff that I was talking about the other day with pyramids made from the wire, copper wire. 
Um, and they have a different definition of tachyon, so this might help us a little bit. Um, all right. What is tachyon? It is a subatomic natural energy particle that moves faster than the speed of light. It's intelligence of fusing spiritual light in any dense matter, such as our bodies, to reprogram by balancing and healing. So that's where it's, I'll read that again. It's tachyon is intelligence of fusing spiritual light in any dense matter, such as our bodies, to reprogram by balancing and healing. Oh, okay, got it. Our chamber is the purest, safest, strongest source of tachyon energy on the planet. Our chamber. Sounds a little strange. Okay. And they say with 50 years of experience in tachyon energy fields, our products and chambers are carefully crafted with experts who diligently harness the power of tachyon. Interesting. And they're saying a method using michium technology alongside special alloys, crystals and elements is a process used to create our chambers and rods. Our tachyon chamber and system is proven to give the highest concentration of tachyon energy. The benefits of a tachyon chamber are endless. You know, how could they prove they have the highest concentration of something that no one can measure? You know? So, uh, basically, tachyon chamber is aids in awareness, stress and fatigue, detoxification, money and concentration. I'm not money, memory and concentration. And deepens spiritual awareness and ascension. Ascension. The highest effects of healing occur when the multiple sessions are done in the concentration of the tachyon energy when it's compounded. Use this source as another healing modality to your well-being. We are excited to open a facility that will not only connect the threat against the community to heal socially and collectively, we are proud and happy to offer a facility that will facilitate your own personal healing. And then they say, welcome to the first spiritual hub of Toronto. Well, I didn't see that coming. Interesting. So it looks like if you want to go into a tachyon chamber and they're saying that it's real and this is relatively new as far as websites. Now the first website, it's old energy and the second seemed kind of like old energy, but this one, even though they're trying to sell you something, it seems a little bit new or newer. All right, here we go. So I don't know if this is clearing up anything or or if you're asking more questions at this point. It's very strange. Um, Let me see if there's another. It'd be cool if there's another uh, article that we can, you know, totally understand. I don't know. On tachyonenergyproducts.com, there's a lot of information on it, though. 
There's just some headlines. Mobile phone radiation harms DNA, new study finds. We kind of already knew that, though. They talk about the failures of magnetic therapy and healing. I think I kind of went over that. You know, the little tiny magnets aren't really going to do much. It's like you've got to have a lot more if it's going to magnetize. And if your blood can't even be reached by a tiny little magnet, you can't magnetize your whole body doesn't make any sense, right? They say that there are fake energy products on the market out there. Basically, it's like a warning. Be careful. Anyway, it's very interesting stuff. Now, this other website had a decidedly more friendly atmosphere, but about it. Hmm. Products by category. Um just reading this here. So virus attention boosting your immune system. So what are the benefits? Uh, I wanted to write this the other resources. Um There's a free report, Tachyonization and the Energetic Continuum. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't read that one. There's a lot of articles, though, on tachyonenergyproducts.com and the other one I mentioned. This is worth looking into if you're really interested. It looks like you could buy um, various products, usually jewelry is what I've seen. A lot of necklaces. And I guess it just brings supposedly or calls the tachyons to go and help you or give you the right energy or frequency. I don't know if this is the people's ideas of um, if this is you know just a way to explain spontaneous healing. They just go, oh, it's tachyons because it sounds scientific. You know, I, I have no idea. I still don't. Looks like it's really deep, though. I mean, some of the stuff will get you in, in different ways. You know, like some of it you'll go, oh, I want a necklace. Protect myself from EMFs. And some of the stuff you'll just almost be confused at, at it because it's so deep and scientific. I love science, but I don't know. This is... You know, some of these words I can't even pronounce, right? Alright, I'm looking again. Um... Anyway, well, there you have it. I'm... I think I'm done talking about it right now, but hopefully it gives you a little bit more. It's just, the, it, you know, it's like they're saying that there's a new paradigm in quantum healing and it's tachyons, and it might very well be what it is. Maybe this is what the ancients called ether or that formless substance. You know, I don't know. 
you know, that, that you call upon and the formless, you impress upon, you know, your ideas on the formless substance and money will start to come to you or health, vitality, or the love of your life. You start thinking positive about something and you impress it with emotion onto the universe. Maybe, just maybe, the thing you're pressing your ideas upon is a malleable substance called tachyons. It's quite possible, and it's also quite possible it's something entirely different than those things. I think at this point only you can, you know, research it and decide on your own. But in the meantime, there are some really good-looking pieces of jewelry on some of these websites. So if they don't work the way they say, hey, at least you got a pretty piece of jewelry and a funny story behind it. But I do think it is, I, mean, I was reading the testimonials earlier. A lot of people are going, oh yeah, I feel a big difference. I feel amazing. And this one guy was talking about, he was dancing and chanting in a drum circle and working himself up into a frenzy when he had a heart attack. And because of the tech, the tachyon technology that he used, he was like at 1% in no time damage. Everything else had been healed. And they said, you're lucky to be alive because the kind of heart attack he had was the kind that could kill you right away. And he had his tachyon stuff with him. But while laying in the hospital, he just got healthier and healthier and healthier until he only had 1% damage to his heart after a couple weeks, which is pretty unheard of. You know, usually when people have a heart attack and they have a little bit of heart damage, they just kind of learn to slow down and learn to live with it. And, you know, that's about it. All right. So, now there's a lot of articles here. Tachyon, natural sleep aids, personal sexual enhancement. Well, hey. <laughs> Tachyonized supplements. Tachyon for human body and sports. And specific herbal tonics for specific organs. So it looks like they have a lot of stuff and that they've used this subatomic quantum field particles. They somehow have found a way to encapsulate this energy in various forms of jewelry or cans of soup I don't know <laughs> it seems like it would be everywhere eventually it's going to be everywhere but they're using you know, vitamins and supplements and whatever it also seems to me that tachyons probably are just everywhere randomly that you wouldn't have to specifically put it in a necklace to make sure that you're surrounded by tachyons. It seems like they're everywhere already, but I guess if it's harnessing it and making it forced and concentrated in one area, that might be where the healing comes from. But they have what they're calling an evolving tachyon energy products website. So, yeah, there it is. I don't know. Um, I honestly just want to know what the heck this is, if it's even real, if it's scientific. Maybe it's, they're using tachyons to 
beam people up from the surface of the planet. You know, they say, Scotty, beam me up, you know. Maybe it's tachyons at work. There's a story, if you want to read it, called 10th Anniversary of Gene's Death and Resurrection. And I guess he was using tachyon technology, and he got... At first, you know, I guess he had problems with his neck, or I don't know what. I'm sorry, not neck. I'm falling asleep. I just... It's weird. I just... It's like I went somewhere else, and I saw in his upper back and his neck he was having problems with his spine and that's when he was dancing around in the circle um ecstatic dance circle and I just I guess he was lifting his head a certain way it doesn't say that on this article I just saw it I like left my body for a second and saw it and I guess he put extra strain on his heart with the position of his body while dancing and sweating Anyway, I'm going to read this to you and then and then we're going to cut out because I'm like kind of actually falling asleep. Sorry about that, guys. 10th <clears throat> anniversary of Jean's death and resurrection. By the way, there's so much energy coming in. Do you guys feel it? Have you been feeling it? It's like every six hours or so we're getting these massive pulse waves of energy. So it's like everything's going along normal and all of a sudden, boop, time for a cosmic nap. And it's been that way now for about two days. All right, so this is an interesting, and it goes a little bit off tangent at the end. I read it earlier and didn't make a, some of it made sense, and some of it just made sense in a way that wasn't logical, but it, it kind of appealed to my right brain, as it were, which isn't logical. It's just about art and beauty. Anyway, 10th anniversary of Jean's death and resurrection. Ten years ago, December 17th, 2006, I was at an ecstatic dance circle and I had a cardiac arrest. The two MDs who did CPR on me for 25 minutes later assured me that I had indeed been dead. Plus, they told me that when the paramedics did arrive, It took them another 20 minutes to get any response from their injections and electro-stimulus. A week or so into my 25 days in the hospital, even the staff MDs, not just the blessed nurses, were heard using the rare words miracle and miraculous. The first cardiologist I saw after leaving the hospital had looked over my extensive records from there. As I sat in his office, appearing rather normal, at least free of any convulsions or other expressions of neurological damage, which had been predicted during my medical saga, he told me that I'd less than a 1% chance of being there as I was, that my outcome was the great hope of those in emergency care medicine and, tragically, the oh-too-rare occurrence. Just to be clear, my sharing this history in this newsletter is so much more than a way to promote a sale. The little second chance I registered in the early stages of my recovery has continued to deepen and grow richer over this decade. At this stage, I truly appreciate the right livelihood these tachyon energy products provide me. And in addition, I am being drawn steadily into 
And then it says something that I don't, it's like a big blank space. It's like when the government like says something, okay, I know I need to click on it. it it's like in, um, it's like white on white. What the hell? Okay. Anyway, let me read that part again. In addition, I'm being drawn steadily into helping anchor the deep inclusive awakening and consciousness that I perceive as occurring, even if it remains beneath the surface to a large degree. I'm now pulled over. I'm now pulled over and over towards stillness, which is becoming to me truly sacred medicine. Stillness seems to enable the great mystery to recalibrate me and us more fully, more deeply than is otherwise possible when we are buzzing around in the consensual reality. I like that phrase, consensual reality. That's strange. As these insights have arisen within me, they have likewise enabled me to appreciate the tachyon energy products which have supported me in this world beyond just taking in the ongoing demonstrations of the past 15 years of they work, I'm finally understanding more and more of what it actually means to be an emanation of the quantum field, AKA the zero point field, as it is so described. Let me be extremely clear about something here. Quantum reality is very different than normal reality, partly because quantum reality probably makes no sense whatsoever because it is likely a forced language construct to try to explain something quite difficult to grasp with our conditioned minds. From a pure quantum perspective, I speculate that there is no cause or effect. There is no actual movement. There is no reality per se. There is simply is-ness. The quantum field is and comes with no operating manual. The thinner the veil between the quantum field and our manifested material plane, the stranger the material expression becomes. Huge anomalies have been discovered as physicists have explored extremely low temperatures by bringing materials down close to absolute zero. For example, when this happens with copper wiring, which offers significant resistance to the flow of electricity, in approaching near absolute zero, there is a virtual no resistance in the copper, an effect known as superconductivity. Likewise, at similar temperatures, gaseous helium liquefies and will creep up the side of its cup and escape from that vessel. That That's entirely too creepy. Utterly ignoring the laws of gravity, an effect known as superfluidity. These are known quantum phenomena as on the physical level when physical laws no longer apply. 
what we may discover as we explore the quantum phenomena of consciousness, as we surrender more deeply into the stillness. I am profoundly grateful to be realizing this now. For many years, I have felt great satisfaction in helping some of you to reduce your pains or sleep better or navigate an increasingly chaotic world with more harmony and greater protection. Now I am feeling greater clarity of how the unique tachyon energy products help foster the spreading, even contagious collective awakening. Even if that can be elusive at times, tachyon energy is a carrier of peace and of stillness. Now at this 10 year point, where have I come? What have I let behind? What can be, what can be the payoffs of second chances? Over the past couple years, I have deeply appreciated realizing that much of the yearnings and aspirations from my past have mostly remained at the same, in the same past, not that all of my, wait a minute, here we go, gotta click that on again, that's so strange, it just looks crazy, it's like a bunch of blank spots, because it's like white on white, I don't know why they did that, all right, um, so basically, much of the yearnings and aspirations from my past have mostly remained in the same past. Not that all of my preferences have been realized by any means, but the foundational sense of scarcity and lack has dissolved and been washed away somehow. My sense is that grace led me to these invaluable energy devices 15 years ago, along with much more and the harmony and coherence that this energy conveys has enabled me to become more and more still within the core of my being. With such support, I can more consciously, consistently embrace what is actually unfolding in this town. I'm sorry. In this now. That is weird. I just, all the letters just switched around and said town. Oh my God, am I too tired or exploring the quantum field? It might be both a little bit. With such support, I can more consciously, more consistently embrace what is actually unfolding in this now, as opposed to getting entangled (laughs) in what I might be imagining or wishing for. And we do not need cataclysmic events to gain our own second chances, our new opportunity. These unfold in each moment, each now is the chance to be more present, to be more true for authentic rebirth. Blessings, Gene. I think that this is his website, so it's pretty interesting, right? Anyway, there are a lot of articles and including videos on like the energy itself on research. There's a free report called Tachyonization and the Energetic Continuum, which I mentioned earlier. 
And plus they've got products. What if you don't want to research it, but you just say, hey, maybe I'll wear a bracelet and start to feel better. I wonder if these things, though, uh, as we approach more people getting into and living in and staying in the fifth dimension, I wonder if you have these devices, would you just, I don't know, open up parts of the fifth dimension we couldn't see beforehand? I mean, if enough of us had these things and we're consciously raising our vibration and we were not any longer being bombarded by EMFs and all the things that it protects from. You know, radiation from the cosmos or the sun or whatever. I don't know. What if we could open up to different dimensions and see more and get up there faster? You know, if enough of us have this kind of technology, maybe we could create a grid pattern and just go on up. So they have a giant list of products by category in this website. Um, Virus attention, boosting your immune system. Protection against 5G dangers and risks with tachyon energy protection. Interesting. Um, Energetic jewelry, EMF protection kits. um, Tachyon natural stress relief. Natural pain relief, natural sleep aids, personal sexual enhancement, which I already said, tachyonized supplements, tachyon for human body and sports, tachyonized organ-specific herbal tonics. I know it's... Yeah, I don't know. Never mind. I just... I just hopped into another dimension really quick. I, in another dimension, I have a snake living in my couch. What the hell? I just, I literally just like lived like a day in that life where it was my pet snake and it would come out of the couch because it really enjoyed itself there. And I was thinking I could give it like a tacky on piece of jewelry or something to lay on so he would feel better and come out. What the hell, dude? I need to sleep. All right. <laughs> Anyway, they have tachyonized organ-specific herbal tonics. And they say how to leverage the ultra-technological breakthroughs. Wearables, protective and nurturing. Maybe it's t-shirts. That'd be interesting. And support for massage therapists and healers. And supplies for meditation practice. And they have glass cells, silica discs. Pet protection. That's weird. I didn't even see that one earlier. And I popped out of my body for a minute where I have my pet snake. I have no pets, so what the hell? It's really freaky when I have like a dog or a cat or something out. It appears for a second out of nowhere and then blips blips in, blips out. It makes me question my sanity, but luckily my son sometimes sees the energy of a cat going around here. They talk about how to create sacred healing spaces with tachyon energy as well. So this is just one of those weird fringe, like, I I hesitate to call it science, but it's just this idea and someone with a metaphysical mind wants to take the science and the spirituality and throw it together and harness it to use it for the benefit of mankind. So... 
Oh, I thought you guys might find this interesting. I liked it. Um, I don't know. There's a lot more to learn about the tachyon stuff. It's just quantum healing, though. That's what they call it. They call the new paradigm in quantum healing. Maybe you could just ask the, the tachyons to surround you when you need them. It would be worth a try. I think it'd be worth a shot. So if you want to and you do it and the tachyons helped you, I would love to hear from you. You could write me at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram or metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. If you have any at all, any experience with tachyons or this technology, or if you think it's BS or if you have evidence it's real, I think it's real, but you know, it's, um, it's almost impossible to measure them. I mean, they're so small and fast. Anyway, well, that's it, guys. I, I probably asked more questions than answered, but so far, it's what we know about tachyons, basically. You know, there you go. Anyway, I love you guys very much. I love each and every one of you, and I'm grateful to have you as my listener, and thank you for your continued faith and um, listenership. And, well, that's it for now. Um, I'm going to sign off. I will be back tomorrow with all original and unique programming, just like always. But I'm going to sign off. So there you go. (laughs) Signing off with peace and joy and the high vibrations of the holy fifth dimension and the occasional parallel universe. (laughs) Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.